Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Thoughts and Sounds podcast. This is going to be a weekly podcast for the next six weeks, released every Thursday. The idea for this podcast came during the lockdown, when I noticed that the sounds of nature were much more audible without so much traffic. I then started to think about the human relationship with sound, how memories get tied to sounds, and what they mean to individual people. This podcast will feature recorded sounds of the theme, this week being birds, with poems, narratives, and memories interspersed throughout. Shiny bodies and slick designs. The cars stand like statues on pedestals throughout the multi-leveled building. Impeccably clean, white, polished walls and floors with huge windows facing out at passers-by. The BMW sign hangs over everything. A religious icon over the temple. Maggie is standing, gazing into the void. Nearly all of her senses operating on minimum output her brain subsiding on the only calming sensation this place has to offer. Whistles and calls of finches, tits and sparrows. In an attempt to stave off the artificial feeling this place exudes, the local managers play birdsong throughout the store. These tweets and calls are the only thing that keeps Maggie sane while she stands waiting for customers. She sees the birds darting from branch to branch, twisting and turning through the air, snagging bugs out of the sky. She hears their calls above her head as she walks under bright green leaves, blots of sun sliding occasionally across her face. The days pass faster this way. 
the customers are less of an annoyance when they are brief interludes during a stroll through a lavish woodland. The only time Maggie hears the birds is in the BMW store. The orchestra of the street lacks their song. Birdsong is a memory engraved in audio files, so despite spending most of her time here doing very little, it doesn't feel like a waste. She walks home alone. The cars roar by, engines screaming and coughing into the air. The grey skies hug the earth, air thick with moisture and pollution. Towering glass obelisks dominate most of the sky above. The other commuters rush along following a line, heads stooped at the floor. A river of black and dark blue. Winds charge through the gridded streets. Arms outstretched, she imagines it lifting her into flight. Soaring as high as the planes above, out of the atmosphere and into space. She could float there forever. Alone and empty. Far away from herself. When she arrives home, she unwraps herself. Hanging up her thick jacket on a bare coat hanger, she mixes a chilli flavour packet into some rice with water. Clears dirty remains of past weeks into the sink, already brimming. Her small, messy apartment lacks windows. Instead, screens displaying images of woodland slowly approaching sunset. Blades of red and orange light cut through the canopy. She mixes the rice and flavoured water, sits in front of her laptop and carefully places earpods into her ears. Rice and chilli flavour is her favourite. Maggie closes her eyes, imagining the lumps of rice are small pieces of mincemeat and vegetable. After a few spoons... She loads the recording on the laptop. It's one of many on a nearly full hard drive. She slowly drags the mouse along the time bar, placing it perfectly. A soft voice of a man. I, I just like to imagine and try and focus on this. Basically, there's no distinction between us, our, our bodies, us, and everything else. Everything's a one. And... We are just us, I guess, as one, perceiving ourselves. That's it. That's. I reckon if you follow that or believe it or whatever, I, I don't know, it just, it just makes everything a little less terrifying. The voice laughs. Then Maggie's laugh comes through the audio, muffled, her face in a pillow. The real Maggie... Swallows another spoonful. Her eyes have glazed over. Her consciousness is flying through memories.
birds, a poem. There is a path in the sky, as I see my friends following by. Higher, higher I seem to go, chanting to my friends below. Just don't give up so you don't fall. You can be courageous even when you're small. There is a path in the sky, as I see my friends following by. Higher, higher I seem to go, chanting to my friends below. Just don't give up so you don't fall. You can be courageous even when you're small. It was in the middle of the summer, in the old house we spent every summer back then. No electricity or running water, just us, the vegetables growing in the garden and the big forest around us. I had a cat, big and black and not very nice. He owned the land we lived on and pretty much everything around it, fighting everything he could find, cats, foxes and snakes. He always won. He came back from the forest one day with a baby bird in his mouth. It was still alive, but barely, flapping its wings, trying to escape. Only a couple of weeks old. My parents told me that we couldn't save it. It made small sounds on the stone stair, outside of the front door before leaving us. I felt so bad for it, in a way only an eight-year-old could do to a suffering animal. But I understood that it had to be this way. Just the next day, my cat came back with another one. You could tell how proud he was that he had found another one since we didn't appreciate his gift the day before. We understood that he must have found a nest somewhere near, 
this one was not as ill as the one before and I decided to try help it get better. I used a plastic box, the one I used to carry my reptiles in. I decorated with some paper to make it nice and comfortable. I gave the bird water and food and it seemed like the baby bird was happy to be alive. My cat, obvious upset that I rescued his prey, decided that if he brought us more birds, we would give him the recognition he wanted. So the very same day, he brought us two more birds from the nest. I took care of them and put them in the box with the first one. It was now my life goal to keep these birds alive and return them to nature, a silly thought perhaps. That night when I went to bed, I put the box with the birds by the foot of my bed to keep them warm and fell asleep. When I woke up the next morning, none of them had survived.